Please remember, the information in our podcast could be a trigger for some people. And if you or someone you know has been affected by sexual abuse, the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre 24-hour helpline is 1-800-77-8888. Hello, I'm Joyce. I'm June. And I'm Paula. We're the Kavanagh Sisters and we'd like to welcome you to our series of Count Me In podcasts where we continue to shine a light on childhood sexual abuse and its impacts. In today's podcast we will be discussing self-care and how important it is not to neglect this area of your life. Why is it such a struggle to mind yourself? Even talking about this, I, I don't even know if I can contribute because self-care is on the bottom of my list. But that's why you can contribute because you, you're representative of how many people that don't put self-care as top of the list. I know, but if I was to put it at the top of the list, I wouldn't even know where to begin. That's the sad part. It doesn't matter. This is the beginning. You start yeah. with awareness. This conversation, hopefully, will be not just helping others, but us as well. Yeah. I mean, I know I am the world's worst now when it comes to self-care. It's like I am replicating Mammy, who was a selfless human being, who did everything for everybody and absolutely nothing for herself. I I totally agree. Now, I think we all have it. I have it. I, I've seen Paula do it, but I do think... I'm you you yeah <laughs> you win yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hands down no i do yeah. is there any time in your life where you felt that you actually did manage to look after yourself never ever i'd love to lie about it but no i don't think so you know at the same time i've convinced myself like i give a lot it feeds my soul so is that not a sense of self-care no that means you're doing it for a reason there is something in it for you but it doesn't mean that it's not abusing your yourself you're throwing yourself under the bus for others it's completely selfless and it's very giving the bit you need to concentrate on like i'm a, you know like i'm a professional <laughs> the bit you need to concentrate on is what is it doing for you and then see how you can give that to yourself without sacrificing because you don't have to sacrifice yourself no and, and i don't feel i'm sacrificed you know this is the gas part of it the problem is it's not an honest given i do it myself that selflessness to do you want to lift somewhere? I'll get out of bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and pick you up and it doesn't even phase me. It's not necessarily a really healthy thing to do because you're given from a cup that's already empty. And the more you keep emptying that cup to give to other people, the more... Look, look at you. Like, I mean, look how unhealthy you are. Look how tired <laughs> Look at the state. Don't look at yourself. The two of us have been sick for so long, depressed, fed up can't cope, we're in debt. All of that is because the selflessness. If I'm sacrificing me in order to help you, I'm not helping you really. I'm stepping in there because it's a diversion (coughs) from me. And it stops me looking at me as long as I'm looking outside to help everybody else. And again, I don't think it's about a criticism. It's a recognition. It's just awareness. I don't think you should say, like, you know, that's nothing I should be thanking myself for. It's a great bloody thing you did, and you do regularly, both of you. And you swear, like, I have nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, well, keep it up. But, I mean, it's a good thing. You can actually pat yourself on the back and say, you know, I am very given. I'm very selfless. I would do anything to help anybody. But I have to put myself first here. 
you know, I can still help people, but from a stronger standpoint, from a much more healthy standpoint where I'm, I'm take care of myself for so that I have something to give. You know, you want to do better. You want to live better. You want to be better. It is hard coming from our background and it is hard because our main role model, female role model was Mammy, who was the, the doormat. You know, and I have thought about this a lot. What would I do? Like, I don't know. I don't want to. Would you eat properly? Sleep properly? Stop smoking? Get healthy? Go yeah, for a walk? <laughs> like, there's a hundred million things. Meditate, take a, a relaxing half hour for yourself. Buy yourself something nice. The more you go inwards, the better you treat yourself because you get m- much more connected with yourself and your needs. When you're continuously sick, it gets to the point where you wouldn't even recognise what feeling good is because you're so used to feeling tired, yeah, run down, running on empty all the time. <clears throat> and it actually keeps you in a cycle. Remember you discussed this, the disconnection. Yeah, and I think and the that would that... be a huge problem for me because yeah. I am so disconnected that a lot of the time I wouldn't be aware that I have a need to rest. That if you made a concerted effort to connect, to sit down, take a few deep breaths, check in with yourself, see how you feel. That simple little exercise would make a huge difference because it's about recognizing your worth as well. I mean, Mammy was very selfless, but she had to die before we acknowledged how good she was and how selfless she was. And that's not a life. No, I know. Yeah, and she had no self-worth either. And she she felt she was a burden and she was a waste of space and thick and stupid. She never moved past any of those emotions. I don't want to die like that. But it shouldn't be that difficult to look after yourself. No, but it is. And to do basic things to look after yourself, as in to eat properly or... Nobody told you to do that. The message we got was to take care of others. There wasn't an expectation when you were a woman to be anything other than a slave. We had to do the housework for the men, feed the men, take care of the men. You know what I mean? And you would have been told all along that your job was to look after the family. That was drummed into us as kids. It still amazes me of how much work still has to be done on my part. I'm still going, oh my God, like, come on. I feel sometimes I'm sitting there, it's the magnitude of stuff that still has to be done feels... It feels like I still have as much ahead of me as I have behind. But see, that me. that could be a block. That would be like yeah. me. That it's it's the top. it's just too big a thing to tackle. Even so, you know, just put that on the back burner. Like, and I think that would be it for me because you know, often the kids say to me, "What would you like?" Well, actually, I don't know. What would you like to do? I I don't know. I actually don't want anything. And then when they buy me things, and I said, "Jesus, I really wanted that." I didn't even know I wanted it. Yeah. When I got it, I wanted it. Yeah. The way we grew up of being disappointed on a continuous basis, I think that stays in the background when somebody says to you, what would you like? You're half afraid to say what you'd like because if they don't get it for you, you know you're going to be disappointed. So it's much easier to think, actually, I really don't need that. I was pregnant on my first child and I was really sick and was having a hassle with my husband. And... Uh, Mammy came into the room and I was crying, he was gone to work and then she was saying, you learn, she said, like they're all the same, you learn, if you don't expect anything you'll never be disappointed. And I tell you, that makes good sense. Like, you <laughs> but know. you adopted that, I yeah. think we've all adopted a bit of that. Because yeah. I'm very aware, it's like a fear of being disappointed. 
can stop me moving forward or asking for anything. So then that's where you get that ultra, um, you know, I don't need anybody or anything and I can do it all on my own, which I really can't. But the one thing I'm learning, and, I, and particularly because the last year was so difficult, is I'm learning the benefits of actually stepping into my own body. But I was looking at something and it was about somebody treating this dog awful, like dreadful. And I connected emotionally with it. And that sounds stupid to most people, but I was so incapable of connecting with anything. I was delighted I felt so bad after looking at something like that because before I couldn't have felt anything. So I know it's those little things along the road that I'm connecting with, but they're so small. They happen over such a long period of time. It's hard to recognize that you're moving. And I watched a program last night. I don't know if you ever watched that, that DIY SOS or something. And this lady, and she never asked for any help. She just plodded along. She was working all her life. And she had a seven-year-old child that was really sick and had gone through the mail. And she had another son, but they had no space in the house. And it's very seldom they could be as a family. But the nurse from the hospital put her forward for this. And if you saw what they did with the house, but it, it was her reaction to it. It was real, like, you know, she didn't deserve this. And she's so, so, now she couldn't put into words how grateful she was. And she genuinely was. But I sobbed my heart out now. <laughs> at, at how difficult it was for her to accept exactly. that all these people Care. had pulled together and did something nice for her. And that's a very significant thing that that affected you because that's something that's, yeah. that's really hard for you is to take, to yeah. accept help. I've just wrote down here, ask for help, but first you need to identify you need it. Because yeah. Yeah. I would be thinking like that, no, I'm not going to burden people with this. Like my kids now are not kids anymore, they're adults and they'd often come in and say, like, How are you? I'm grand, like they're my kids, I'm not gonna tell them how I am. It's crazy like that I, I'm cutting off any possibility of having a you relationship. Know, being, yeah. Yeah. A but real also relationship. you're showing other people how to treat you because of the way you treat yourself. Yeah. But not only that, you're demonstrating to your children what that it's not safe and it's not appropriate to ask for help yeah. or support. Yeah. From the people who are closest to you. It's the, the vulnerability. Yeah. That's, That's really is. hard, yeah. yeah. And it's so many things wrapped up in it, you say. And again, like when I think like that, I just feel my brain is on overload. So I've, you know, fuck that. I'm going to leave that now and think about yeah. it tomorrow. I do think these discussions seem sometimes a bit banal, like a bit, you know, what's the big deal? But they're all contributing to us moving forward. And that's how it happens, the growth that has taken place within us. And we still need to do loads of more work, I know that. But it it happens through these kind of conversations. And that's why it's so important to speak about your feelings, to to discuss the difficulties you're having. And if you never discuss them, they're never going to get solved. Nobody's ever going to know. Yeah. You know, they can't read your mind. But it is that over-reliance. I'm thinking, I've, I've done it all my life on my own, so why would I change now? And realising there's actually benefits in changing now. They seem like such small things. Like me being upset and looking at something on Facebook. That seems like nothing to anybody else. But I know how huge that is. Yeah. That I was able to connect with that. And I kind of think you have to decide that you want to change something. Or nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. Like the way you're saying you're talking about that. I'm disconnected. That's going to remain that way unless you go, right. 
That, I don't want to live my life like that anymore. I want to be a human being yeah. and I don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm... That desire is the beginning. Yeah. I'd be more robotic than, you know... Human. Yeah. I want to be like... As I see my kids coming to me with all their troubles and their vulnerability and all, and, you know, all it does is make me love them more and admire them for being able to do that when I don't have that ability. Well, I know I do have it, I just don't use it. Yeah. So You don't use it for yourself. Yeah. You would use it for all of them. Yeah. And you'd kill anybody for them, yeah. you know, absolutely. It doesn't mean that the love and the wisdom and the knowledge isn't all there, but you're just not using it for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, if you want to, if you have a deep desire to, and a dissatisfaction with the way things are now, it will happen. It just happens gradually because this is a lifelong learning. All the way we've managed to get out of our abusive background and become who we are today is ingrained. And, and it changes so gradually that you don't notice it until one day you turn around and there's a huge shift after been made and you don't know how it happened. Yeah. Because Biggest it happened thing. like that. Unfortunately, it all comes back to me. But it's about me going, what little thing today can I do for myself? And it can be what program I like. Do it with intent. Yeah. If you're going to say, right, now today I'm going to just sit down and watch that program. It's an intention. You're not just passing by the room and going, oh, that's on, sit down. If you're having something to eat, lay it out the way you would for somebody else. Yeah. Put yourself on the top of the list. When you mentioned today that we're going to discuss this, I thought, this is rubbish. Like, what am I going to say about self-care? How can I help anyone? when I can't help myself. And, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't give it much thought. The thought is coming to me now as we're discussing it. Yeah. But I wouldn't have uh, given it a second thought otherwise. And, and now, can't you see? Yeah. How vitally important yeah. it is. I do. I do see it. Mm-hmm. And I do see it now because I've been so sick over the Christmas and really and truly, I have done nothing. But you created that. And the reason why you're so sick all over the Christmas is because your body is saying, you won't listen to your head, so I'm going to make you listen to me. Yeah, I've got no choice. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because I did nothing and everybody still is alive. Yeah. And they managed without me. But you see, in the midst of all that disconnect, you still want to feel... Alive. Uh, like you're contributing, like you're valued like you're loved and you find your way of getting those needs met and for example you we all have you down as the feeder and we fucking depend on it a lot <laughs> but uh, you're so good at it but at the same time for you for your soul like that makes you feel valued contributing appreciated loved it doesn't mean that you you, you have to stop that god forbid you've stopped that but it just means that you would do it for different reasons it's the intention that's important well i tell you i love cooking and i love experimenting with cooking you can still have the cooking and the experimenting and the joy of it all but not when you're after cooking 10 other meals not running yourself into the ground because i love this i know what you mean i do know what you mean and being honest i wouldn't have gave it a second thought without this conversation the last time we were talking as well i remember saying I love watching reality programs, but I could never figure out why I really liked watching them. And it is because of the human aspect. Connection in it. You see people when they start off in these programs, they go in and their walls are all up and they're going to play the game and do it. And as time goes by, they can't help but be themselves. And the people I love the most in all those programs are the ones who are willing to be vulnerable and real. 
and you feel it, you connect with it immediately. Absolutely. But I think the reason why I like watching the programmes is because that's the connection I want. Yeah. That ability to just be yourself and not be concerned about other people either liking or not liking you. Just to be yourself. To me, that self-care is recognising that's something I really need to work on. That's a challenge for me. But I actually need to do it. And you have taken a couple of steps, like that joining that dance class. That's a great thing. That's uh, It's a brilliant thing, especially like, now. It's a huge step you for you. Own. Tell you now, when I went in the other night, I felt like a two-year-old in that class. I felt like a child, and I wanted to blend into the background, into the wall. And I stopped myself. And I really enjoyed the class. The worst thing about the night was at the end of the night, you do your floor exercises. But she gets everybody to sit face in the mirror and takes a selfie of everybody. I tell <laughs> And I kept trying to sit behind somebody and she kept saying, Paula, Paula, move out, move out. <laughs> This area isn't as bad for me as it is for you two. But I could be fooling myself and it could be just I found another way of, of doing it. I think when it comes to self-care, I'm a little bit better because I have, I do take the time for myself. Like there are times I see a workload you have on or a workload you have on and I feel tired even thinking about it. But I actually just know when I'm tired, I can't do it. And I honour that now. And I think that's mostly down to meditation. If you look inwards, you have all the answers. We have to spend our whole life waiting for somebody to save us. Always thinking we weren't good enough. No matter what we tried, we felt we needed an expert to come in and help us. Just like a, a Dorothy out of The Wizard of Oz, we had the answers all the time. I know. What advice would you give to other people on how to take care of themselves? I'd say if they get anything out of this, it would be simply that it's it's a tough thing to do but you do have to become conscious that it's so necessary and the amount of people that would benefit if you looked after yourself see i would have seen that years ago as a selfish act but when i look at how my family would benefit greatly if i was to treat myself the way i treat any of them and that would be a good drive for me you have to become conscious of anything before you change it. This is not going to change overnight now. But little steps all the time. And becoming conscious that I have a need. I don't even see that I need help because I'm so used to managing on my own. Reach out for help. But it's not even the help, and I know that is difficult for you. It's the doing it yourself. Like putting yourself top of the list. And then you have so much more to give to others. Yeah. And I believe it comes from a belief that you're not worthy. Yeah. And I don't care how many times we've said that and mentioned it and worked on it. It's, it's still there. Yeah. It's in the core. Yeah. And that you do have to become conscious and you have to tell yourself that you're worthy. It's about recognising that you attract the people in your life that feed your own self-belief. Very rarely we're strong enough to attract people who challenge us. Certainly not intentionally. If you're struggling and you just look around at the people in your life, which people in your life today raise you up or which ones put you down? I just remember Brené Brown said, I have a piece of paper with the names of the people whose opinion matter to me. And she said, there shouldn't be many people on it. It's going to make it very difficult for you to move on and get ahead if you are around toxic people. Yeah. It's recognising that the people who challenge you in your life are really good, as in they can be really 
your best friends. Because I, I know when I was with the two of you at the start and you were challenging me, I didn't appreciate that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was a good thing. I thought, fuck you. <laughs> so, so what other advice would you give to people? I would be highly recommending some form of spiritual practice, whatever works for you. Doesn't have to be religious. For me, like I tried a few different things, Buddhism and, you know, I was looking, always seemed to be searching for answers and thought the answer was always external to me. But I have found my own way to meditate. I would be really critical when I started it because I couldn't shut my mind down. I'm not good enough, I can't do this. Meditation is just a word. I think anything that makes you feel happy is a meditation. I do think sitting still with yourself, whether your mind is going 90 or not, don't worry about that. Taking some time with yourself is really invaluable. This is a progressive journey you're on and you're always forward motion. And I think it will happen, it'll come to you. You'll hear of a class going, uh, just trust that it's going to unfold. And I do think you start trusting yourself. And when you start trusting yourself, that voice you hear in your head sometimes that you think is just you and your head and your talking, you start listening to it and honouring it and taking guidance from it and knowing that you're in charge. A simple way of doing it is when you wake up in the morning, make a decision that today I'm going to do at least one thing that's for me. Yeah. Just one thing. And even make a decision to change one thought from a negative to a positive. Yeah. I had a jar on the table yeah and every time I had a negative thought about myself I'd just put in one two whatever just put in a piece of paper and at the end of the day take them out and say jeez 50 odd and they're only the ones you caught yeah yeah I think another great tool is a gratitude journal at the end of your day or the beginning of your day if you can find one positive thing to start with find something that was positive that happened in your day it can be something as simple as somebody made you a cup of tea or you made yourself a cup of tea and sat down and relaxed and had it. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. It's the little things that count. Yeah, gratitude is just fantastic, yeah. And maybe saying no sometimes might be a good thing, you know, self-care-wise, that if somebody asks you for something or to do something or to go somewhere, think about it. And if you're too tired or you don't want to do it, say no. Whatever you do, it's important that none of it is given out to yourself. None of it is making you wrong for whatever you're doing right now. You're doing your best. You just make a decision that you want to do better. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Hopefully some of the information we have shared will resonate with you. This will give you a deeper understanding of yourself plus allow you to move into a space where you can show compassion to yourself. Please know that no matter how you feel or how you reacted to the abuse, it was normal. We are hopeful and optimistic that those in any position of power to bring about change will be moved into action so we can finally eradicate childhood sexual abuse. So please spread the word and share the information. Thank you. The decision to heal from childhood sexual abuse places you on the most important journey of your life. You're in charge of this journey. Only you know what works for you and what doesn't. It takes as long as it takes because there's no rush in it and there's no fake in it. You have to feel it. And just as the ripple of pain that you're in goes out and impacts all of those around you, 
so does the healing. And the more you heal, the more everyone around you benefits from your healing. You've been listening to the Kavna Sisters Count Me In podcast. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or directly at thecavnasisters at gmail.com. We would like to leave you with a quote that you can take with you throughout your day. Try spending some time alone every day, even if it's only five minutes. Just sitting alone, quietly, taking deep breaths, checking in with your body, see if there's any pain or tension, or if you're even tired. It's really important that you connect with your own body, that you start taking care of your needs. It's not selfish to put yourself first. It's actually the right thing to do. It's about loving yourself and knowing that we all hold equal value.